Yo, everybody, what's going on? My name is Durant. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about NFL free agency. I'm going to be going over most of the teams, most of the uh, the NFL teams, uh, free agency decisions, um, and you know what I, I, I grade them, what I think are going to be hits, and what I think are going to be miss. I'm going to talk a little bit about the um, Sam Darnold trade that just happened yesterday. And uh yeah, let's get let's get to it, huh? Okay, so we're gonna start off going over the Sam Darnold trade. So uh real quick let me search it up. Darnold ESPN Sam Darnold trade for three draft picks. Okay. So um Sam Darnold yesterday was traded to the Carolina Panthers. Now, this could mean something for Teddy Bridgewater, but nothing has come out about what they're going to do with Teddy. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, first, Sam Darnold was released from the Jets. Not released. He was traded. Um, for a number three, he was the number three overall pick in 2018. Uh, the Jets received three picks, a sixth round and a sixth rounder in the 2021 draft. Um, a second rounder and a fourth rounder in 2022. So, um, here's, here's how this could be hit or a miss here. Um, we can't tell yet because the season hasn't started for the Carolina Panthers or the Jets. The way this could be bad is Sam Darnold goes to the Panthers and he balls out and he has a great year, takes them to the playoffs, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that's something that could be bad because then you got stuff. You didn't have any conditional picks, which is going to hurt you in case that he does ball out. Um, all you got was a what, a second and fourth round and a sixth round in this coming draft. That's not going to help you a ton. So if Sam Darnold balls out and he has a great year, that hurts the Jets because now all they've got in, in return is crap. Now, the way this could be great is they got the picks that they wanted. Sam Darnold does horrible. The Panthers will just release him in a couple of years. The Jets are going to have someone maybe like Zach Wilson who's going to help their teams out mega. They're going to get a young quarterback with their new wide receiver and Corey Davis, which we'll go over. Um, And this could just be either hit or a miss. We can't tell yet. Uh, So, I mean... It's a, it's a really. I think the Jets should have asked for a conditional first round pick, um, if not, get a second round. But uh, so yeah, that's that's what I got. So now, since we are on the topic of the New York Jets, uh, we're going to be going over their free agency signings. We're not going to be going over the people that they lost, because I don't think they lost a ton. But um, so we know that they got a new head coach in Robert Sahel. Or however you pronounce his last name, Salel. I don't know. Uh, he was the defensive coordinator for the 49ers. And as we know, that defense was really freaking good. So this could be a really great thing for the Jets, whose defense was not balling out. Um, so they signed Carl Lawson, defensive end from the Panthers. Um, he received a three-year, $45 million deal. Uh, so... He got $15 million a year average, which makes him the highest paid player on 
the Jets. Um, so this will this will help out. This gives Sahel something to work with. Uh, I'm gonna look up Carl Lawson's uh, stats from 2020. See how good this guy was. I probably should have done research before, you know, doing <laughs> doing this. Uh, hold on. Okay. So he's 25. He's number 58. Okay, he played 16 games this season, and he started 11. He had two forced fumbles. Good. No interceptions. Tackles, he had a combined 36, solo 18. He had 32 QB hits. Okay. Okay, for 11 games where he started, that's pretty good. I mean, forced fumbles. Gosh, dang. Uh, he had 5.5 sacks as well. So, then the tackles for a loss were four. I mean, I mean, not bad. That was a really good pickup, it seems. Um, I don't really see how this could backfire. I mean, they paid him a lot. So, if it does end up that he's just not good. Uh, this hurts the Bengals because they just signed Trey Hendrickson. Um, and he, I, it looks like here that Carl could have really helped him out there. But, um, okay, so then, uh, they signed Corey Davis uh, for a three-year, uh, $37.5 million deal. Um, so let, uh, let's think about, let, uh, while I pull up his, his stats um, from the 2020 season, season uh, let's think about here the wide receivers that the Jets have. Mims and Crowder are the two semi-notable wide receivers. So, this was a big deal for them. If they do draft Zach Wilson, which I think everyone is saying they probably will. If they don't take a quarterback now that they've released Sam Darnold, what the hell are they doing? Is my question. So, um, he he played fourteen games. He had COVID, so he was out for two weeks. Um, he had sixty five receptions for nine hundred and eighty four yards. That's the most he's ever had. Um, his yard, uh, his touchdowns were five, most he's ever had. Uh, his long were seventy five. His catch percentage was seventy percent. Also, his top. Um, he had six rushes for fifty five yards. Um. So yeah, I mean, his total amount of yards was nine hundred eighty four. This is going to be really good for the Jets. This was his best year. Uh, he started in 2017. So this was by far his best year. Um, I watched him play. Uh, this could just be the fact that they, um, when defenses were playing, someone like A.J. Brown was having an amazing year. Definitely a breakout year for A.J. too, but he's only played two years. Um, so this could have helped Corey Davis, and then you always got the threat of Derrick Henry and then Ryan Tannehill. Um, so Corey Davis will be receiving a young quarterback who doesn't have that much experience. 
So, uh, and they might not even be receiving a quarterback. But I mean, the, what other options do they have? They're going to be going for a quarterback. If they don't, they are the dumbest organization in the history of organizations. So, yeah, I mean, this was a really good signing for them. This is a signing that they needed to do. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, this just helps them massively. Here's one signing that I didn't know happened. They signed Tevin Coleman from the San Francisco 49ers. It was a one-year deal that would be worth up to $2 million. So this is not paying him a lot. So if he misses horribly, it still works for them. But now they finally have a running back. They had Le'Veon Bell, but they released him a couple of ways in because he disagreed with um, out of gaze. He didn't like him, so they released him. So Tevin Coleman, I believe he was the starter for San Francisco for a little while until Raheem Mostert kind of popped onto the scene. Um... So this is good. Now they don't have the dinosaur Frank Gore there with them. So um, this could be really good or this could be just average or really bad. Uh, I, I can't really say. Um, there's Keelan Cole. I've never heard of him. Sheldon Rankins. Two-year deal, $17 million. And it seems like the rest of these guys aren't that big of a deal. They got a tight end to Tyler Croft from the Buffalo Bills. Actually, let's look at how he did. Um, I don't think he would have been that big of a deal because we all know who the big deal was on the Buffalo Bills. Um, This deal was a one-year deal. It doesn't say how much. So Tyler here. He's been five years in the NFL. He's 28, so he's young. Okay, so he had 119 receiving yards. He started four games and he played 10. So it doesn't seem like they signed a starting tight end. And he had 12 receptions. He had three touchdowns. His catch percentage was just 75%. But again, not that many catches. You're going to have a pretty good catch percentage. So what this can mean for the Buffalo Bills is who's their tight end now. But um, for the, the Jets, I mean, you gotta you finally have a tight end. That's all you need to do. Um, So yeah, that concludes the Jets. Okay, so now we'll be talking about the team that had the most cap space. Coming into free agency here, um, and had a pretty good um off season here with free agency. So the no- the number one person they signed, uh, starting off the list is Shaquille Griffin from the Seattle Seahawks. They signed him to a three year three year deal for forty four point five million dollars. What this means is that the Jaguars now have two good young quarterback cornerbacks. Uh, C J Henderson being the second one. Uh, who was actually a rookie this year, and will not be starting in his second year in the NFL. Um, so yeah, they needed help on the defensive side of the ball, especially with the cornerbacks. They also signed some other guys who are going to be helping them. Um, uh, the, the, who's going to be helping them a lot here. So that's really good. They signed a lot of quarterbacks, actually. I thought they did sign a... I thought they signed someone... Who did they... 
Hold on a sec. Okay, I seem to be wrong. I must have been thinking about someone else who signed a big defensive player that will help them tremendously. But, uh, okay, so yeah. Shaquille Griffin, let me look up his stats right now. Shaquille Griffin. Stats. Okay, so he started playing in 2017. He's now 25 years old. So, yeah, really young. Um, He started 12 games and he played 12 games of 2020. He had three interceptions, so pretty good. Um, I would have to imagine that he was not the starting cornerback, but he might have been. Um, He had 20 yards off those interceptions. He had zero touchdowns, you know. Uh, he had 53 solo tackles. That's good. Um, he had zero QB hits, uh, zero sacks. Uh, I want to know his passes defended or pass, uh, passes incomplete. Yeah, passes defended. He had 12. Uh, no fumbles or anything like that, so no hard hits. That No, made a drop there. Okay, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, this could be either really good or really bad for the Jags. I really don't have much to say. It's hard to, it's hard for me to tell with, um, it's hard for me to say anything about these guys, cornerbacks, you know, in general. It's really hard. Um, so then ne- moving on to the next big, they signed a tight end, James O'Shaughnessy. Never heard of him. Uh, then they signed Myvin Jones Jr. coming from the Detroit Lions. Um, he was the wide receiver two um, from the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions also lost Kenny Galladay. So now I would have to imagine that their starting wide receiver is Danny Amendola. But I could be wrong again. Okay, so Marvin Jones Jr. started in 2012. He is now 30 years old. So you might get five years out of this guy. Maybe less. Maybe he gets an injury that's going to hurt him. It's signed him to a two-year, $14.5 million deal. That's a good deal. That's a good deal. He started 16 games. He had 76 receptions, 978 yards. That's a good amount of yards. That's not 1,000 receiving yards, but you're not going to expect that from a wide receiver, too. Um, he had nine touchdowns. That's good. You, uh, he had... His catching percentage was 66.1%. Um, rushing, that doesn't really matter. Uh, yeah, like uh, targets were 115. So out, of those, so out of 115 targets, he had 76 receptions. And those got him to 970 yards. So this is a good thing for him. Uh, the most yards that he's ever had in his career was when he was tw- uh 27 in 2017 he had a uh a, a thousand uh 1101 receiving yards and his touchdowns were nine so that's the same thing he had this year and that's not that that's not that little receiving yards from 2017 so it seems like this guy hasn't age hasn't affected him yet so the two years was smart by them um they get what they want out of him uh they signed Philip Dorsett uh, the terms were unknown yet. Uh, Carlos Hyde. Okay. They He came also from the Seattle Seahawks. 
He's not going to be their starting running back. We already know that. James Robinson had 1,000 receiving yards, and he went undrafted. James Robinson is the fourth ever rookie, oh, sorry, fourth ever running back to come out of being undrafted and get 1,000 receiving yards. This is not, Carlos Hyde is not going to be their starting running back. That is obvious here. Who is their quarterback going to be, Grant? That's obvious. It's going. And there's no doubt in my mind, it's going to be Trevor Lawrence. If they don't draft him, they might be dumber than any team in the world. So yeah, they didn't, um, those are the big things that they really did. They are, I guess they're saving a lot of their cap space. Um, probably paying Dims Robinson some more. And then they're going to be paying Trevor Lawrence a lot if he balls out like everyone is expecting him to. Okay, so the next person we're going to go over, um, what's a team that had a really big, oh, the Patriots. We're going to be going over the Patriots uh, signings. Yeah, so the New England Patriots 2021 free agency signings. Okay, so the Patriots, uh, the first like day or two of free agency, they they did as much as they possibly could. Okay, so they signed tight end Hunter Henry. So already a great signing. It's a three-year, $37.5 million deal. Will he be a Rob Gronkowski replacement? Yet to be seen. Hunter Henry's still pretty young, though, so he still has time. This is going to be a big deal for him, though. So, Hunter Henry played on the Chargers, and he started in 2016, so he's now 26. Very young. Very young. This is going to be good for him. Uh, This man is a touchdown machine. In his rookie year, he had eight touchdowns, 478 receiving yards, and that was only 10 starting games. So, he played 14 games. Um. For reasons, I don't know. Oh, no, no, no. He had an injury for like two weeks. Um, he might have had COVID too. Um, see, he had he was targeted 93 times and he had 60 receptions. He did seem to have a little bit of a catching problem, but, I mean, it's fine. He had 613 receiving yards. Guys, the thing you got to realize about his stats is he had a rookie quarterback. Rookie quarterbacks are not going to be worrying that much about tight ends. The fact that he was looked at this much is still a big deal. So, I mean, now he has someone like Cam Newton who has a history of passing to tight ends. And I'm talking about Greg Olson, um, who was really good in his prime. So yeah, four touchdowns. This guy, I'm guaranteeing you, there's another tight end that they signed that we will cover. This tight end duo that they've signed, he will get a lot of touchdowns. I, I'm telling you guys, this is a word of advice. Get him in, get him for your fr- um, fantasy. Okay, so the next person they signed was Matthew Judon. He's a linebacker. Um, so I haven't heard, I've, I hadn't heard of this guy until recently. He played for the Baltimore Ravens. He started in 2016. So he's now 28 years old. He started 14. He uh, played 14 games and he started 13 of them. He had zero interceptions. 
He had zero forced fumbles. He had two passes defended. So just he, he yeah. So he's a uh, he's a linebacker. Uh, he had thirty two tackles. He had six sacks. So that's pretty good. Six sacks. That's that's pretty good. You're not gonna you're not getting T.J. Watt out of him, and that's why they signed him to a four years six fifty six million dollar deal. That's not that much money. I'm joking. That's a lot of money. What are they expecting from him here? So, I, I'm I'm guess like they're pairing him up with Dante Hightower, who they're hoping will come back. He opted out the 2020 season. Um, this is so weird. I I would not have paid him that much money. He had 32 solo tackles and a combined of 50 tackles. He had 21 QB hits. I wouldn't say that's that much money impressive. Um. Okay, so moving on, Kyle Van Noy, they got him back. He originally played with the uh, the Patriots. He had a little bit of an ankle problem, I believe, uh, this year. Uh, it was a shocker to everyone when he got released uh, from the Dolphins. Everyone was like, well, he's a big team leader. And that's the overall impact of this guy. He's a team leader. He got two years, $13 million. That's what he's going to get. So he started in 2014, so he's now 29. You'll get a couple of years out of him. He's a right outside linebacker, or he was in Miami. In New England, he was he was a middle linebacker, a left linebacker, and a right linebacker. Not a right outside linebacker, which is, if you don't know what that is, that's what D- Bud Dupree plays. Um, so he played 14 games and started 13. He had zero interceptions for zero yards because he had zero. He had a combined tackles of 69. He had six sacks. So that's also pretty good. Uh, 49, uh, 46 solo tackles, uh, 23 assists, QB hits of 10. So the amount of money they paid him is a good amount. It's not risky, but I think the overall reason they signed him was because he's a team leader. And he will get this defense moving again. Uh, the next person they re-signed was James Wright, the veteran running back. Uh, so my thing is Sony Michelle. Uh, that's going to be the problem here. I don't. I. It it's a um, one year deal. He gets two point five million dollars. So they're not he's they're passing back. I don't think he's going to be their starting running back. Next person they signed was Nelson Aguilar. Nelson. Okay, so I just kind of dis- uh, d- uh, discovered I I've heard of I heard of him before um but not to this extent. I thought he was just a mediocre signing. I didn't think anything was going to come of him. Uh but he he uh he originally played in Philly, which is where he balled out. He had eight hundred and ninety six receiving yards, uh, in Las Vegas this year. He played sixteen games and started thirteen of them, and he had eight touchdowns. So you're getting what you're getting here is a wide receiver that you can rely on here. You have two tight ends now who are going to be red zone tight ends, and now you have a wide receiver who's going to be your one. He has to be their one. There's no one else that you can put over him that you're going to say, that's my number one wide receiver. You could say Julian Edelman, 
but I don't see why you would place him over. Nelson Aguilar is 27, so he's automatically younger. You're going to get more years out of him. Uh, how, what did they say? He, he signed a two-year, $26 million deal. Let's think about the, wide, the, the, the receivers on Las Vegas. They have Darren Waller, who was their, probably their number one guy, right? That was probably their number one threat. Uh, they also had Josh Jacobs, who they, of course, are going to be running the ball with a lot. So that automatically takes yards away. Those two guys take yards away from him. They had the rookie wide receiver of Henry Ruggs coming on. They were going to be relying on him for the deep runs, or the, uh, the deep passes. So, you know, that's that's going to take away yards. I mean, there's always factors on teams that are going to be taking away yards. But, like, this much, you know. Uh, for most of the games, for, like, two games, uh, The QB, I'm forgetting his name right now. Oh my gosh, how am I forgetting his name? But Marcus Mariota started. You're not going to be getting that many uh, yards off that. Okay, so uh, his catch percentage was 58%. So of 82 targets, he caught 48. I wouldn't say that's amazing. But, you know, you're going to have problems sometimes with dropping stuff. Okay, so the next guy they signed was Janu Smith for a four-year $50 million deal. This is a lot of money. A lot of money for him. I don't know if he's worth it yet. We saw good things out of him this year. He's definitely a... a, I mean, this is... Oh my gosh, it's so much money. This makes him one of the highest paid tight ends in the league. I don't... Yeah, no. Smith's, Smith's production does not warrant this contract. Uh, uh, ESPN says, but his potential does, and it's always risky paying for potential. That's the problem here. I'm going to pull up his stats. Anu Smith. Uh, I know he was a little bit of a red zone threat, so. So, yeah, he started in 2017, so he's now 25. You got another young tight end. You signed him for four years. He had 41 receptions, and he was targeted 65 times. So he has a pretty good catch percentage of 63%. Um, he had 448 yards and eight touchdowns. So eight touchdowns, more than what Hunter Henry got, right? So this is a red zone tight end. Um, I also watched him run slant routes a lot, um, and he was very good at that. Also screen passes, very good at that. So that's another thing they can be using him for. So, yeah. Um Signed David Andrews, uh, their starting center. So that's good for your deal for a maximum of $21 million, $6 million guaranteed. Um, Jalen Mills, uh, he was moved from quarterback to sa- cornerback to safety. Um, so this is an, a four-year, $24 million deal. This is only $9 million guaranteed. Um, this is this is a weird signing for sure. This is definitely a weird signing. I don't think he's worth that much, but um, I let's let's check him out here. Jalen Mills is he a strong safety or a free safety? Is my question because he was moved. Yeah, yeah, he played in Philadelphia. He is a. It listing him as a quarterback, but they had him as a okay free safety. They have him listed as a free safety here. Um, 
He played 15 games and he started 15 of those. He had one interception for five yards. Uh, he had 74 combined tackles and 59 of those were solo. Uh, QB hits were five QB hits. So that's good. He can run a blitz well. That's good. Um, the one thing you can never tell from stats is how well he reads a QB. Uh, one of the things that make Minka Fitzpatrick really good is the fact that he can read a QB very, very well. And that's what makes him really good as a safety. Um, see, I mean, yeah, so this could be hit or miss in a lot of ways. It's hard to tell with safeties and quarterbacks if they're good. You just have to watch them play to really tell. Uh, so the next person the Patriots says was Kendrick Warren uh, from San Francisco. Um, Warren is a precise route runner who plays multiple shots and should help the Patriots on third down, uh, where he has excelled by showing a knack for creating separation. So that's good. You have now someone helping out Nelson Aguilar and uh, Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith. So they're helping out their offense a lot and helping out Cam Newton, who they also re-signed. Um, for on a, like a one-year, fourteen million dollar deal or something like that. So this was a three-year deal for twenty-two point five million dollars. This hurts San Francisco in a lot of ways, but this helps the Patriots in a ton of ways too. So this is going to help them a lot, a a lot, a a lot. Um, they signed Cam Newton, like I said. Uh, who else did they sign? Okay, and that's about it. The, there was someone else I thought they signed, but it was just Matt Junon. Who, uh, this is, this is really good for them. This was a great offseason for them. Um, I don't want to say yet, but right now it's looking to me if Cam Newton could do a good enough job this year. Um, I see this. I see this team. And if Dante Hightower comes back and Stefan Gilmore plays like he did in 2019, this team will be seeing the playoffs again. So that's all I'm going to have time for today. Um, follow me for more uh, content like this, and I will see you all later. Take care.